Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Long Shots, the world's number one golf betting show here on VSIN and VSIN.com. I'm Brady Cannon along with Wes Reynolds, former Masters champion. He's skipping the <laughs> champion's dinner this evening, but still sporting his green jacket. Nick Henyon and Nick Murphy are at the controls. Tony P., Michelle Delgadillo, and Isaiah Wrinkle support the show from down below as we get ready to take you through the next hour of sports betting conversation. And in order to accommodate our guest this morning, Dave Tyndall, a fantastic golf handicapper from the UK, we invaded a numbers game this morning with Gil Alexander and got his take on how he handicaps this tournament. Uh, Dave, let's just start with the obvious. Typically, when it comes to the Masters, we, the, the pre, preamble is always, well, you know, this is the one major. It's on the same course every year, so we have priors that we can sort of rely on in a way that we can't with all the other majors. Uh, but this year, different time of year, perhaps different weather. Uh, how have you adjusted your handicap because of that? Well, it's tricky because you risk throwing a lot of stuff out if you think it's going to be completely different. So I've kind of had to ignore it to a large extent. I think I think if my numbers had thrown up a short hitter, I would have gone back to the drawing board and invented some new category to uh, change all that. But as it happens, um, I think it's designed to throw up longer hitters anyway. So I'm, I'm kind of happy to go with what I did previously. 
Dave, you always do your traditional article for Betfair where you go through the 10-year trends of every major championship. And this article, uh, in this case for the Masters, has been out for a few weeks now. And you go through your study and you come up with Patrick Cantley. If you can tell the viewers and the listeners how you came up with this, why you like his chances. And Dave, are you backing Patrick Cantley personally? Yes, yeah, so just to run through it all. So I look at the last 10 Masters winners and then I kind of break down various categories So, and then look for the strongest ones. So with this one, these all apply to nine of the last 10 winners. So obviously a good strike rate. Um, they're, they're aged under 40. Now, that would have been 10 out of 10, but Tiger broke it last year. But, you know, Tiger's Tiger, so we can't really handle that. Um, so aged under 40, ranked in the world's top 30. I think that will now be even stronger because, like, Cabrera's fallen off that trends pattern. He was um, about 60 or 70. So all the last 10 have been ranked in the world's top 30. We all know this one that you all need to have played in at least one Masters, back to Fuzzy Zeller in 79. Um, another one is had a previous top 30 at Augusta. Now, that would knock out someone like Tyrrell Hatton. He's, I think 44th is his best, so he's not he's not put down a marker at Augusta yet. This the next one is kind of a bit, you know, posted the top ten earlier that season. Well, what is this season? It's a bit tricky to establish, but I think most of the top guys have got a, a good run under their belt already. And then the two that cause a bit of consternation amongst people: not the defending champion and not the world number one, and that kind of thing. Well, why not the world number one? But these are the trends. I'm going to go with the numbers. So that knocks an awful lot of people out. And then we come on to uh, current form. Again, this is this is an interesting one because I, I found out that nine of the last 10 had had a top 15 in a, in a stroke play event in the same month or the month before the Masters. So typically that would have been April and March. In this case, it's November and October. So that knocks um, quite a few of them out. Then... Two more to go. Winning form in the United States. Now, Tommy Fleet was not one in the United States, so he would fall um, at that hurdle. Hideki Matsuyama has won, but I'm looking for someone who's won on, in the States in the previous two years. Matsuyama's not done that. Um, Matt Fitzpatrick, another one, not one on U.S. soil. Tony Fee now. Last win came in 2016. I think he'll have a good week, but in terms of winning it, uh, typically someone with his profile couldn't win. And the other one that's interesting is the uh, prices that these players started at. So eight of the last 10 Masters winners have gone in at 16 to 1 or higher. So Tiger was 16s last year. But you look back, um, people like Spieth, I think, I think Spieth is the only one who went off at a single-figure price. But Bubba was 25s in both his wins. Adam Scott, Sergio, all bigger prices. Um, and then the final one was... We've had a lot of major winners, um, new major winners in recent times. So of the last 18 majors played, 13 have gone to a player not won before. So you put all those things in, and out comes Patrick Cantley. This is Long Shots, the world's number one golf betting show here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. Speaking with our friend from the UK, one of the top golf tipsters in the world, it is Mr. Dave Tyndall, and we would continue that interview now, right now here on VEASAN. Dave, uh, what about DJ and Brooks Kapka? Of course, they both uh, played last week in Houston, and we know that 
Houston, when it was a spring event, not exactly an indicator for Augusta success necessarily the following week. It's a tune-up event for most of the top players, but both looked very good. DJ uh, tied for second, Kepka top uh, tied for fifth. Uh, where is your outlook on these guys coming in? Uh, is Kepka fully healthy? And also on DJ's side, uh, can he keep up this torrid pace that uh, he's been on over the last 12 weeks? Yeah, I mean, if you're looking completely from the trends, it's it's not a good idea to have played last week because seven of the last eight Masters winners didn't peg it up the week before. So in that sense, you know, that's a, a negative against them. Why that would be, I'm not quite sure. They they always say the Masters is such an intense week. Maybe you need a bit of mental um, capacity freed up. So having the, the week off before may be a good idea. But in terms of what you say, yeah, I think... Both have got a fantastic chance. I would like them both as top 10 plays, even top five plays, to be honest. I, ca I can't see how they aren't on that leaderboard at some point during Masters Week. Dave, outliers don't typically win the Masters. We know that. It's usually a, a top elite player. Um, but if we are to look, just for giggles here, if we are to look at some of the long shots, and there are a plenty of them, um, who are some that you might consider making a bet on if not to win it all, maybe a top 10, maybe a top 20, or in, in some derivative market? Yeah, I looked at a, a couple. Obviously, against them is this idea that you can't win there on your first go, although is that slightly dimmed this year? I think Jordan Spieth was saying that a softer course will make it less daunting for the first-timer. So two that I liked who had great last six months or so, Scotty Scheffler, around 50-1, to 1 in the UK, and uh, Jason Kokrak, he's around 70 to 1 in the UK. I don't know if it's similar prices over there, but those two big hitters, big high ball hitters, uh, in terms of Scheffler, he did really well, didn't he, in the US PGA, had a great tournament there. be raring to go after missing out on the US Open, and Kokrak got that recent win. So those two guys, Scheffler's played uh, Augusta National in college with Texas. So those two guys, to me, would be possible candidates to break that that mold but if not i think they could get top tens quite quite comfortably dave you mentioned jordan spieth and, and what about jordan spieth we're seeing his odds here in the united states locally here in las vegas as high as 85 to 1 and that's pretty remarkable for a guy that has a track record like spieth at augusta national last week in houston through 10 holes he was in first place and then like we have seen so often the last few years with jordan spieth it all went south from there and he missed the cut but does the magic resurface this year when he travels down Magnolia Lane? Well, I think you've maybe give us, given us a little hint there what, how best to play Jordan Spieth because, as you said, he started fast and then faded. Well, why not back him for first-round leader? Something he's done three times before in the Masters. Seems to get there and just be so giddy that he, it, it all comes out on day one, shoots low scores in the mid-60s. Uh, so I would I would think he was a good first-round leader play, but I can't see him stringing four rounds together against some of these guys. Dave, in terms of players that you might be looking to go against this week, uh, perhaps in matchups or some of the prop markets, like uh, make or miss the cut, for example, uh, anyone in particular that you're looking at that you think might struggle this week at Augusta? The one in, in matchups, if you... He's going to be up against somebody good because he's high in the betting. But I, I think Patrick Reed is possibly a little more vulnerable than you might think. As a past winner, you think, well, he's you know he, he loves this place. 
That's his only top 20 in six starts at Augusta. So I like him against someone like Bubba, who's got two wins and fifth and 12th the last two years. I think the longer course goes for Bubba and maybe against Reed a little bit. So I think he could be one to, to look at if he's put up against a big hitter with a great with great course form. Talking to Dave Tyndall, by the way, you can follow him at Dave Tyndall Golf. Uh, writes for Betfair, writes for Roto World, uh, co-host of the uh, William Hill UK podcast, golf podcast that is uh, with Dave Kellner, my old friend Dave Kellner. Please say hello uh, to Dave. We used to uh, talk NFL, the two of us, where he would say uh, guys things as I as I famously like to repeat. He would say things. Tony Romo's performance was lamentable, wasn't it? Again? Which I always thought was such a polite <laughs> That's way, a good <laughs> polite way of saying. He was awful. Um, let me ask you this about some other derivative markets, uh, because we talk about these prop markets all the time from year to year. Uh, whenever the Masters comes up, we always cite Fuzzy Zeller in 1979 as the last debutante to win. What about top debutante? What about some of the top nationalities? Which prop markets are you betting? Yeah, I think the top debutante is difficult because this year, I think in particular, you've got Colin Morikawa, you've got the two I've mentioned, Coke Rack and Scotty Scheffler. You've got Cameron Champ, who could have a big week. I think that's a hard market because I think straight off the bat, you've got four guys who could not just win that market, but, but could challenge quite heavily and get top five, top ten. So that, that that's a, a tough old market, that one, I think. Um, and the other one, sorry, you said? the uh, Anything, anything besides top nationality, top Englishman, perhaps. We had uh, at William Hill. We um, they have top um, college players, so based on where they went to college. So you've got Bubba up against um, Brendan Todd and Kevin Kistner. Uh, Bubba's favourite, but I thought there's only three of them there. I thought Bubba was a, a standout in that market. He's he's odds on, only just odds on. But um, I think if you're careful um, and picking markets where there's not too many contenders, I. I I can't see on a November course the way it's playing long, Bubba doesn't beat those two. Dave, you know, it's it's a question we have to ask for every major, every golf tournament, what's Tiger going to do? But I think for this Masters, it's what's Bryson going to do? Bryson DeChambeau has really become the hot topic off of that win at winged foot. Of course, he comes out of the uh, quarantine and the restart, and he's bulked up, added 40 or 50 pounds, whatever it is. What is your opinion on Bryson DeChambeau this week? Who in the U.S. is the odds-on favorite? Yeah, I mean, Deshambo, he deserves to be favourite. And obviously those stories coming out of his Monday practice round when he's hitting seven, eight, nine irons into the par fives. I mean, the the uphill par five eights to hit eight iron, I think it was, into that for his second shot, that's crazy. I mean, he said par for him is 67. I, Tiger back in the day used to say par for him was 68 at Augusta until they, made, um, until they lengthened it. Bryson's now saying it's 67 for him, so... He's obviously given himself another birdie on some other hole. I'm not quite sure which one. But if he, if the rest of his game is good enough, he's got a massive chance of winning this, I think. Um, I mean, one thing I, I noticed with him, you look at first 14 majors, Bryson didn't have a top 10. And you thought, why is he, you know, what's going on? He can't seem to get his game and head together, get his science together for, for the majors. But now the last two, fourth, when he had a good chance and win by six at the US Open. So he's over that hurdle. I think if you look at his bare form at Augusta, it doesn't look that great, but 
He won the low, low amateur on debut in 2016, was eighth at halfway, first round leader last year. I think he's put down some hints that he's going to have a breakout week here, and, and this looks the time to do it. Dave, uh, obviously here at the top of the uh, odds board, there's a lot of guys looking to break their maiden in terms of being major champions. And uh, one guy that I know that it looks like you played not only on the top 10, and I always play him on the top 10 because that's seemingly where he finishes in majors, and that is uh, Tony Finau. And uh, do you think uh, – I've always been saying with Finau because whenever – you bet on him on the outright market. He always leaves you wanting more, clearly. But he's a guy that gets in the top 10 all the time. And it seems like when he's finally going to get this monkey off his back, uh, obviously his last win was at the Puerto Rico Open in 2016. But when he finally wins again and puts it all together for four rounds, it seems like it's going to be at a big event at like the Masters at a major championship or at a WGC, one of the golf's bigger events. Uh, what do you make of Tony's chances this week? Yeah, as you say, he's always up there. The last 10 majors, he's been in the top 10 seven times, and that's a fantastic record because those have been on different courses. Here, Augusta, he's got a fifth and a tenth. Do you remember the tenth when his kind of heel went? He's, he splayed his foot, and it, it was just right. like, oh. And everyone thought, oh, maybe oppose him, and then he clicks it back into place and finishes tenth. So this is a course he loves, I think, in November. It's going to be longer, so you play into his hands even more. He's got the temperament. He's got the game. It's just whether he can make a tournament with this magnitude, that first win on American soil. Um, I'd be happier playing him top five, top ten, to be honest. All right, Dave, we leave you with this. You brass text this for us, as we like to say here in the U.S. You got four picks to slip on the green jacket. Who are the four players you'd bet on to do so? Okay, well, I'll go with Bryson, a fairly obvious one. I will go with Rory McIlroy. We've not really talked about him, but I think if it's playing a bit softer, I think Rory will benefit from that. And the fact that the, the focus isn't on him, it's on Bryson. Rory's under the radar a little bit. So there's two. I will add in um, my man Patrick Cantlay. I've got to have him, of course. Mm -hmm. And Bubba, Bubba Watson, I think, has got a massive chance. I think he's mentally in a great place. Won it twice. Good form coming in, fourth and seventh. So that would be my four. Yeah, bubble little uh, simpatico between uh, Dave and uh, Joe Pita, who was on in the first half. And me. And, and I you. think West. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to save your guys' picks for tomorrow, but that's an interesting uh, sort of tease on it. Dave, uh, we appreciate it as always. Thank you so much for the time. Yeah, thanks, Gary. Very Enjoyed good. it. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Dave Tyndall, everybody, at Dave Tyndall Golf. Uh, and if you've never listened to their golf podcast, it is spectacularly entertaining. Although I must admit, I have no idea what they're saying. Half the it's time. a cracker. <laughs> yes. As, as they say. That's yeah. right. They would, He's they would, in cracking form. That's right, Wes. They would say, the Cowboys are playing Washington. What a cracker of a game this should be. <laughs> yes. Maybe that wasn't the greatest example, by the way. Let me Before before you guys go today, though, because I want to, if, if you guys have the time to talk on the phone tomorrow to get your picks, uh, which will be less than 24 hours before the Masters start. Let me just get the Bryson DeChambeau stuff out of the way with you two, because I think I want to get your perspective on this uh can we flash up the tyndall uh tweets the two tyndall tweets just one more time for brady and west because i'm not sure if they saw these this just drives home what we were talking about and dave himself this is from the lips of freddie couples who played a practice round with bryson dechambeau uh on the 11th hole 505 yards pitching wedge second shot four days of that ought to be a huge advantage and then from the augusta chronicle uh again real quick on this uh it just goes on 
Flew the green off the tee, 350-yard par four third. Short irons into all the par fives. Eight iron into number two, seven iron into number eight and 13. Nine iron into number 15. Also hit a Sandy into the par four number one. So I just turn to you guys and I say, listen, this is our gig. This is, we, we gotta, we're gonna talk the Masters. Of course we are. But you can't, if, if you are betting this and you don't have a Bryson DeChambeau bet, you're doing this wrong, right? Yeah, I, I think you make a good point. You might be betting against him or you might be betting that he's not going to win, but he probably has to be in your portfolio. And especially looking at this, I was actually listening to his press conference this morning and it goes over exactly that. I think the longest club he had into some of these holes was a seven iron. It, it's a pitch and putt for him. And then a, one of the reporters asked him a great question. You seemingly don't need anything more than a five iron are you going to add another driver because you're hitting the 48-incher? Are you going to hit a 45? You know, maybe add more longer clubs off the tee that you would hit. And who needs a four-iron if you're Bryson DeChambeau, right? Um, but, you know, Bryson was pretty good with his answers. He said, hey, yes, I have an advantage off the tee, but it's still going to come down to how well I can hit wedge shots, how well I can hit pitch shots, and how well I can putt. Yeah, and I promise not to ask you guys about Bryson tomorrow. But, this, the, Wes, the self-loathing, this is how I bet golf, and I think a lot of people bet golf. If a guy wins, and I thought to bet him and I didn't, the self-loathing, particularly for DeChambeau, will right. be off the charts. Right, a absolutely. And, uh, you know, I find myself in the inenviable position of having to take a stand against him this week because I don't have a ticket on him at this point. And I don't really want to bet outright on single digits. I can maybe attack him in terms of matchups or playing him that way in lieu of the uh, outright market. But... What it's going to come down to, as he said in his press conference, are the putts. And it's going to be soft a little earlier in the week because they're scheduled to get some rain today and obviously on Wednesday and maybe even into Thursday. But over the weekend, these bent grass greens are going to get faster. You're going to see 13, 14 on the stint meter, and a lot of guys don't like that. And look, he's a very good putter, but you can have an off week on the greens at any point out here, and that's always the great equalizer. So... Uh, I, I did take a stand with him, and I just think that there's so many guys. I mean, because of what he's doing with these short clubs into the green, it makes it seem like there are no other big hitters out there, and there clearly are. You agree, Joe Peter, the first hour, said the, the way that the course has changed here in November, that guys like Justin Thomas and Webb Simpson, who he might not otherwise have considered making bets on, are now more in play than they were before? I, you know, Webb Simpson, uh, I think, kind of had a little bit of an outlier performance last year at the Masters. He is clearly a world-class player and a top-ten player in the world, but I just don't know if Augusta is the best track that suits him. Justin Thomas, yeah, he, he's absolutely a contender. Thomas's form has been progressively better over his four appearances here. He still doesn't have a top-ten. He was 11th last year, but... In terms of if you believe this is a second-shot course, there's nobody better on approaches than Justin Thomas. All right, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow and uh, get your final picks on all of this. Sounds like a plan. The Masters. Nothing like Augusta in November. I think that's what they used to say. Uh, obviously, the first major of the year, typically. The final one this year in a, uh, in a 2020 that uh, is always upside down. We look forward to it. We look forward to watching it and, of course, betting on it. Brady Cannon, Wes Reynolds. A long shots, numbers game, tandem event with Dave Tyndall.
Thank you very much to Gil Alexander for letting him invade a numbers game earlier this morning to accommodate the great guest, Dave Tyndall, from the UK. We've got guest number two coming up in studio. It's Rich Zanko. He's a senior odds maker and risk trader at Caesars. Wes Reynolds, Brady Cannon, long shots, the Masters preview right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Las Vegas.
Vegas was built on the deal. The two-for-one buffet, the prime rib dinner, a comp breakfast, a half-price comedy show. Renowned Las Vegas ambassador and travel insider Anthony Curtis's Las Vegas advisor is the industry leader in providing expansive choices, special offers, and exclusive insights on how to beat Las Vegas by never missing out on a deal while you're here. Go to LasVegasAdvisor.com and join the club today to receive the newsletter and the incredibly valuable coupon booklet. Drink specials, free slot play shows, dinners, blackjack, roller coaster rides, a massage at the spa, you name it, Las Vegas Advisor has a coupon for it that'll give you an edge. Get a jump on Las Vegas with the insight, the updates, and the endless opportunities to save money by adding Las Vegas Advisor to your arsenal. That's LasVegasAdvisor.com. It's the what you know and the who you know to help you save money. LasVegasAdvisor.com. Join and start saving now at LasVegasAdvisor.com. This is Long Shots. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. It is our Tiger Tracker segment, but we bring in guest number two because it's the special Majors Masters preview, and that is none other than the Z-Man, Rich Zanko. He joins us in studio. He's a golf odds maker and senior risk manager with Caesars here in Las Vegas. You can follow him on Twitter, at Rich Zanko. And Rich, welcome to the program. I want to know how you are approaching this Masters, and we asked this to Dave Tyndall as well. From a handicapping standpoint, obviously same golf of course, many of the same players, but we switch from April to November and there are different weather issues. There are different course conditions likely. And have you adjusted your handicap because of the change? I have actually on some level. I think there's parallels between this golf course and the Genesis Open, actually the former LA Open out there in uh, Los Angeles, California. So to me, this golf course is certainly a second shot approach golf course. Greens and regulation are adamant and for, first and foremost if you look at the uh, genesis open by chance you'll see that uh winners such as bubba watson adam scott the likes of thomas peters and some of these guys like dustin johnson mike weir and even len matisse have played well at that golf course so it's more or less a second shot approach golf course as far as that in and of itself the masters and with softer conditions with the rain i think the course will play a little bit uh softer where if you do miss hit some of those shots, you'll be around the green and be able to get up and down. Yeah, I, I hope Z-Man is right there on the Riviera connection with a couple of the futures that I have in uh, my portfolio this week. But uh, we'll start off with the favorite. We were just kind of looking at the monitor earlier in the side-by-side -side of Bryson DeChambeau, uh, who, of course, is the favorite. Uh, I guess protein shakes doing him uh, really good or something like that. But He's currently the odds-on favorite, 8, 9 to 1, depending on the market. Uh, what are your feelings on his chances, and how did you address him in the betting markets? Uh, currently right now, as far as DeChambeau, the action has been coming in first and foremost on him. Uh, it's hard to really recognize or identify him as what he's going to be able to do on this golf course. It's certainly a golf course that you certainly, I don't think, can overpower. The likes of Bubba Watson and have Phil Mickelson have won on this golf course, but I'm not necessarily sure that skill set as far as driving the ball 340 yards is first and foremost. To me, it's greens and regulation, being able to get up and down from the precarious spots and having that course history. So to me, a guy like DeChambeau, I'm not going to say he's a fade. I'm just going to say that his skill set first and foremost isn't on the focal point. Best ever finish, by the way, for Bryson was uh, back in 2016 when he was the low amateur 
at 21st. So he's never really gone on well, and we'll get to those trends where usually you need a top five or a top 10 here, and he really hasn't shown that. Well, one of the factors they talk about is Augusta National doesn't allow you to have a greens book, so he doesn't have all that science in the palm of his hand. He has to figure out these greens kind of on his own, so to speak, and maybe that has hindered him in the past. We'll see if it has changed. He certainly has. We'll see if his game has. Rich, you seem to be a big Jordan Spieth fan following you on Twitter, at Rich Zanko. I often see you backing Jordan Spieth, and we're all aware of his struggles for the past couple, three seasons, but something always happens when he travels down Magnolia Lane. Do you expect some magic to uh, surface here this week? It's kind of hard to say right now. Um, he's certainly trying to find his game and has certainly lost a little bit of the luster. For those uh, saying that Spieth isn't, uh, you know, more or less on the top end, he's won three majors. He's Him and Rory McIlroy are certainly uh, one major away from completing that Grand Slam. So to me, the guys that back the likes of Dustin Johnson, the Danny Willits of the world, so to speak, the Justin Thomas, the Patrick Reeds, they have one major. So Spieth has three majors. Uh, as far as I know, you know, he met up with Butch Harmon when he was in here in town, when he was playing at Shadow Creek for a little uh, refresher. So that may help him, but right now he's certainly not in form, and it's not somebody I'm really willing to back here in this spot. Jordan Spieth at circa all the way up to 85 to 1, an incredible price on a guy that, like Rich says, has won three major championships. Mr. Zanko is going to stick around. We're going to get all of his plays for the tournament at Augusta coming up, the Masters 2020 version in November, when we return on Long Shots on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. that rates the highest in each factor is Bally High Golf Club, a tropical golf course paradise located on the Las Vegas Strip and in the shadows of some of the most famous hotels in the world. At Bally High, designed by award-winning architects Brian Schmidt and Lee Curley, you will find hundreds of mature palm trees, lagoon-like water features, beautiful bunkering, and a stunning clubhouse home to Sealy Restaurant and an indoor-outdoor patio experience and event space. The course offers Bluetooth technology, caddies upon request, jello shots, model-like beverage cart staff, VIP service from Curb to course and back again. High quality food and beverage and a par three challenge where you can double your money with one swing. The stunning Bally High Golf Club located in the heart of the Las Vegas Strip is a golf jackpot and there are many reasons why. Play today to learn more about the Bally High experience or reserve your tea time. Call 888-427-6678 or visit ballyhighgolfclub.com. That's B-A-L-I-H-A-I golfclub.com. Welcome back to Long Shots. It is our major implications segment and of course the next major on the calendar is the Masters, and then after that, the next major on the calendar is the Masters again, the April 2021 version, hopefully, and Rich Sanko, the senior golf odds maker at Caesars, joins us in studio here, and we want to go through a few of our plays, the crew at Long Shots here, our outright uh, future plays to win the Masters, and we'll start with Matt Humans. I know Matt Humans uh, is on Xander Shoffley, like he is uh, every major. Matt uh, is a big uh, Xander Shoffley fan. Do we have the rest of Matt's plays? There they 
are. He's on Shoffley at 17 to 1. We've got uh, Justin Thomas, another one of his favorite players, at 13 to 1. Bubba Watson, he joins, uh, I believe, all of us here on that one at 45 to 1. Tony Finau at 46. Adam Scott at 52. Not a bad number there. It's even higher now. And then Ricky Fowler, another guy he has been on for many majors at 60 to 1. And now we'll flip over to Wes Reynolds' outright plays for the Masters. We do have some crossover on a few plays here. Uh, John Rahm has uh, been my guy pretty much uh, going forward that I thought this was the one he was going to win. The birthday boy made a hole in one today and yesterday. The one today was the one that skipped across the pond several times at 16. Uh, Also, uh, the Matthew Wolf I have is just basically was taking a number. It didn't really drop, but he'd be the first debutante to win here since Fuzzy Zeller if he gets that done couple that I don't have on the board there. Cameron Smith was a long shot. I added it 125 to one. And then the one I added today, Rory McIlroy, 12 mm. to one, who nobody's really talking about. It's a little chalky, but it seems like he's the chalk that's getting ignored here this week. Kind of feels like you have to have one of those guys in the top four. Yeah, I think you got to have one of the short guys at least. Well, my futures, uh, I have not changed. Uh, the last player I added was a couple weeks ago, and that was Patrick Cantley at 35 to one. I have Adam Scott and Bubba Watson. I played those actually for the April version. Those tickets were held. They were not refunded. I have both of them at 45 to 1. I have Scotty Scheffler at 80 to 1. I have Hideki Matsuyama at 40 to 1. And then my two choices uh, at the top end there of the board, the two chalk bets. Uh, Dustin Johnson, I got at 20 to 1 before he really went on that uh, torrid pace uh, in August. And then I got John Rahm at 15. Now we want to turn to Rich Zanko, our special guest here in studio. Give us your outrights, your head-to-heads, the prop bets you've made, everything in the Rich Zanko portfolio for the Masters, my friend. I have a blended portfolio, actually, Wes, uh, or Brady, I should say, uh, as far as on the top end. I have uh, Dustin Johnson at 12-1. to He's finished, uh, in in my estimation, in the last four times he's played the top 10, the last four times outside of that withdrawal, by the way. Uh, as far as uh, further down, I actually backed Webb Simpson at 40 to 1. Uh, he shot 64 last year on Saturday, was making a big run. And to me, in the last decade, the average odds cumulatively have been about 40 to 1 as far as the winner goes. So he fits the bill there as far as being at 40 to 1. I actually backed uh, Paul Casey at northbound of 80 to 1 and been dollar cost averaging all over summer as far as he's concerned he's played well at the irish open and won that in 2013 with inclement weather which they're expecting and it's like either now or never with a guy like him he was second at the pga championship Mm -hmm. he plays uh in these courses as far as being in the top 10 for the last uh top 10 as far as the majors go so it's him, him, it's either now or never. It's either he's going to just be a guy like Colin Montgomery that never breaks through. But I think this major in and of itself suits his game the best, being a ball striker and being able to get up and down. And lastly, it fits the narrative as far as guys in their 20s, the Morikawa, the DeChambeau in their 20s. I actually bat Matthew Fitzpatrick at 101 there you go. downtown at the Cirque. He's uh, finished in the tops, inside the top 10 once, if I'm not mistaken, in 2015 or 16, and has played well. He's been lurking on these leaderboards all year and hasn't broken through. So to me, he's certainly uh, a long shot as far as on the outside looking in, but I backed him at 101. You know, and Casey was somebody I actually considered. I actually had him for the PGA out at Harding Park, uh, tied for second, but... 
He's always been a sneaky form guy here. And uh, when I mentioned John Rahm, one of the things I like about Rahm is the total driving where he's second. Yeah. Well, who's one spot ahead of him, that being Paul Casey. You look at him, and he just puts on a stripe show. It's just uh, got to gotta get that putter going because sometimes Paul Casey becomes par Casey. And I think that's going to matter this week. A good ball striker, you're going to have to be a really good iron player because you alluded to it earlier, Rich, with these soft conditions and this shortened overseed period that they've had. Usually they overseed in September and they get all the way until April for that grass to mature. Obviously a shorter window of time. So you might get some sloppy lies. And if you're a good iron player, I think that's going to benefit you a great deal like Paul Casey. Any head-to-head matchups or maybe for uh, some guys that you're fading this week? Guys, I'm certainly on in matchups, and I didn't back them in the future markets as far as win markets go. I would be looking at John Rahm for sure. I think he'll be a part of this tournament. He just has to get his head straight as far as being in contention. Um, He's certainly going to win some majors throughout his career, but I'm not sure he's going to be able to get it done this week. But I think in head-to-head matchups, that's live. I actually backed uh, that there'll be a playoff at plus $3 Mm. in one of the joints in town. So I think... Either the, uh, the you know the the winner of the tournament will either win by one shot or we're going to go to a uh, playoff at the end. So I back that at plus two seventy five actually in town. Well, very nice. Uh, and uh, Wes, did you have any uh, you know extravagant prop bets? Did, did you do anything crazy like that, uh, Rich, or did you just stick with the head to heads and the outrights? More or less, just the win market outrights and some of the matchups as far as uh, tournament matchups go, as far as Rom goes, and backed uh, Webb Simpson in a couple matchups as well. Yeah, the only kind of fun props I did was a uh, top pass champion. And I faded the top of the market with Reed because I obviously have Bubba Watson and Adam Scott. So why not back them for top pass champion? There you and go. then top debutant, even though I didn't get played these guys on the outright. Jason Kokrak, I thought at nine to one had a little decent value. And he's even some 10 to one out there. And Sebastian Munoz at 16 to one for top masters debutant. I have a bet on Seb- uh, Sebastian Munoz as well. And we will get to that in the next segment where we go all over our head to head matchups, the prop market stuff, some derivatives market stuff, some really crazy prop bets that Wes Reynolds has made. Thank you very much to Rich Zanko. Great having you on board here, my friend. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right. Enjoy the Masters, Rich. We'll come back and do our match play segment where we go over all of our plays for the 2020 Masters in November right here on Long Shots. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. 
Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen up. We've got an important holiday deal alert. Right now, you can save 25% off an annual VSIN subscription. Bet with confidence all year round and get an amazing deal for yourself as the perfect holiday gift. Get everything we offer 24 7 video streaming, point spread weekly, daily email updates with the best bets from every show host and guest, 20% off items in the VSIN store. You can do some Christmas shopping with that, plus every betting guide we create, including the College Hoops Guide, which is coming later this month. It's the gift that keeps giving year-round. Start improving your sports betting IQ today. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe and save 25%. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. This is the final segment, the match play segment of the program. Long shots, Wes Reynolds and Brady Cannon with you here on vsin and vsin.com, the sports betting network. And we want to start with Wes Reynolds' plays. In the last segment with Rich Zanko, we went over all of our outright futures plays to win the Masters. Now we want to get into more detail here with some of the head-to-head matchups and the prop bets we've made, top 10 finishes, top 20 markets, that type of thing. We will start with those plays for Mr. Wes Reynolds. And I know in the last segment you mentioned uh, a top debut play mm-hmm. that you made on Jason Kokrak and then a top pass champion play that you made with, uh, who did you say again? With Adam Scott Ad- and with Bubba Watson. Oh, you played Adam, two of them. Adam Scott's about five to one. Bubba, like, I think it was 360. He was around 375, so 15 to four. So, look, I have futures on both of them. I thought they made sense uh, because if you look at the top of the outright board, for and for good reason, all of the uh, favorites really, really through the top 12, the DJs, the DeChambos, Rory, all these guys don't have green jackets. Right. So it's like, 
Well, I got to have somebody that, that, that's got some experience here. And uh, those are two of the guys, especially Bubba, in, in the better form. Adam Scott has obviously drifted uh, because he has not been very active uh, uh, in terms of uh, I think that's his biggest restart. fault. Yeah. We just haven't seen him a whole lot. Yeah, he did he well has, at the PGA. He hasn't he wasn't, played a ton. Wasn't and bad last week at Houston. Because I, I think some guys – the, I mean, it wasn't good for anybody, but some guys it really hurt when all of this stuff broke out in March. And Adam Scott had really good momentum. Recall he won at Riviera. Yeah. He also won uh, at the uh, Australian Open back in December. So it looked like, man, Adam Scott is getting to that territory where he used to be, where he was a top 10 player in the world. And then wham, it was gone. So uh, I think he's a guy that's drifted up, though, that is certainly worth worth a spot there. So, uh did those guys and then talked about the debutantes, Kokrak and uh, Munoz, just kind of going against the chalk there with Morikawa and Matt Wolf and Scheffler, even though I certainly think Scheffler can play very well here is uh, when we get to your plays, that'll, that'll, uh, we'll attest to that. But those were my prop bets in terms of what I was doing. And then I played a few top twenties. Uh, I always play Tony Finau top 20. I mean, because you're at least going to get paid when you lose your future or your outright tickets. So. <laughs> you know, I think as another guy that's like that kind of an automatic top 20 is Jason Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can absolutely see that because, and you know, the thing that's weird about Day is, of course, when he was out here in Shadow Creek, uh, he was, I think, fifth or sixth going into the final round. Had a sore neck, apparently. That's what he was complaining of. Started off poorly and just withdrew. And I was looking down the leaderboard. I remember during one of our shows on Sunday, and I was like, where'd Jason Day go? Right. And then all of a sudden, I go to the bottom, WD, right next to his name, and then looked at his scorecard. I said, okay, it was probably a good thing for him that he did that. But Finau, uh, Matsuyama, I still may get there. If there's a guy I'm going to add on the future board, it's him. But now you, the price has been cut. Now. Yeah, really. Now has. it's in like the low twenties here, and it's like if I could get in the thirties, I'd be more interested. But maybe an in-play guy, and then uh, Smith, Kokrak, and Munoz also use those guys for top twenties. Any uh, head-to-head matchups? Got a few. Uh, a couple guys we were talking about that we, I was looking to fade. Uh, one being Gary Woodland, uh-huh. who's kind of a mess off the tee right now. And I went with Matt Kuchar. Kuch not in great form, but Kuch is very good here at Augusta. Yes, he Kuch is. is another guy that's a top 20 guy, even though he's in poor form. Uh, also fading Mark Leishman, who has been in terrible form, really, the second half of the year. Uh, has no been nowhere near where he needs to be. Went against Mickelson, took uh, Abraham answer, even though... Uh, He's another uh, debuting guy, or I believe he's played here once. But anyway. No, answer is a debut. Okay, okay. Because uh, Phil, I, he look, he's the Bryson of the PGA Tour champions now. Yeah. He can bomb and gouge and kick all those guys' butts. But even at a place like here, if you don't hit fairways, you're in trouble. So those were a couple. Did play Rom over DeChambeau. See, DeChambeau is actually an underdog in a lot of these matchups you're against right. these top guys. Yet... He's so exposed in the future market. So that tells you maybe the bookmakers aren't as high on him as you would think. You so. know what? I, I was on the edge with JVT today, and he brought up a good point. You you know, Wes, that the sharpest bettors in the golf uh, betting industry uh, are, are the guys that play matchups, mm-hmm. and, and they put most of their risk on the right. matchups. They bet a lot less in the futures market than they do in the head-to-head. So you see those lines moving away from Bryson. It kind of tells you that some of the big money's going against Bryson in 
the match. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, uh, Br- uh, Rom's a favorite over him. I think Johnson was a favorite over him that I saw a couple. I, of I took guys. Rom over Bryson as well. Yeah, yeah. I have that one. Uh, Adam Scott over Ricky Fowler. That's one I'm at least I'm least sure about because Ricky can go well. Yes, he can. But he's going through a lot of swing changes right now. And look, it's always either he hits the ball really well and then doesn't putt well. Or he putts great, which is always the best club in his bag, his putter, and then just misses too many fairways. So Ricky's still going through that transition. Uh, Justin Harding over Graham McDowell. Graham McDowell's just, he's a proven commodity in majors, but he just doesn't fit Augusta National. He's never finished in the top 10 here. So uh, Harding could be a, a sneaky play also if you want to look in that top 20 market. And then uh, I did take Matsuyama over Kepka in a matchup. I actually went to a first-round leader market uh, for the mm. first time in a while. It's more of a fun bet. And, and these are a little bit of shots in the dark here. But I did a little bit of research. I took Louis Eustazen at 45-1 to one to be your first-round leader. Scotty Scheffler at 45-1. to one, And then Brant Snedeker at 80-1. to one. Now, Two out of the three guys here have had a lot of success at Augusta National, Louis Eustazen and Brant Snedeker. One thing that all three of these guys have is they're teeing off early. Mm-hmm. And typically your first-round leader comes from the morning wave. But in this case, my theory was with all the rain we're going to get, by the time we get to the afternoon, those greens might be pretty trampled down and pocked up with spike marks and whatnot. Right. I figure the morning wave may have a better putting surface. There's not many better putters in the field than Brant Snedeker. Maybe he can get hot plus i believe he was out of the lead by one shot just last week in houston he shot 65 in the first round in houston last week also shot a 67 in the first round uh, a couple weeks ago here at the shriners open in las vegas louis ustazen also ranks 10th on tour in first round scoring and scotty scheffler ranks 17th so there's a few prop market plays for me uh, as far as uh, head-to-head matchups i did a similar uh, strategy with you as you i uh, bet against gary woodland i took jason kokrak over Gary Woodland. I found that one at William William Hill here locally. And then I also took Lanto Griffin over Henrik Stenson. Henrik Stenson just withdrew a couple weeks ago with an injured foot. Yeah, he's been very much out of form lately. And uh, our friend Jeff Sherman was telling me Gary Woodland uh, is nursing an injury. And then I took uh, Lanto Griffin at plus 115 over Billy Horschel. Uh, I mentioned John Rahm over Bryson DeChambeau. And I also played the old man, the old German, Bernhard Langer at minus 130 over Sung Kang. Sung Kang has just been in horrible form lately. And, you know, Bernard Longer, no matter what he does at Augusta, you know, he seems to to make the cut right. and play okay. And I think that'll be better than And about to turn 63 years old and still competitive. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, had one earlier this season and one last season, actually won a major uh, in uh, 2019. Uh, at over 60 on the PGA Tour champions, which has all of a sudden become a lot more competitive with Phil Mickelson and Jim Furyk and Mike Weir and more talent coming out there. But yet Bernard Longer still manages to compete. And uh, top 20, top five, top 10, that type of thing. I took John Rahm for a top five finish at plus 225. I took uh, Hideki Matsuyama for a top 10 finish at plus 240. And then I took uh, top 20 finishes on Scotty Scheffler at uh, plus 150. And Sebastian Munoz, I told you I had a play on him, plus 350 to finish top 20. I kind of like that play. And we were in that Masters draft last Mm -hmm. night at one of our favorite watering holes here in town. And Sebastian Munoz, 
videos found his way onto our team, yours he and mine. He did, yeah. When we were, uh, we do a little snake draft. So sometimes it's like when you get guys picked, it's like, ah, I wanted that guy. Uh, and, and somebody picks it right before you. And then you do the same to somebody else, uh, which uh, we were informed that we did after this draft. So, uh, yeah, you're going to see guys that are going to contend here. Like last year, it seemed the leaderboard was so big name heavy. Yeah, with oh, Tiger, the top ten guys was crazy. With Tiger, with Shoffley, DJ, Kepka, Francesco Molinari, who was in much better form than uh, he is currently. And you just looked at that, it's like, wow. It was all the big names. But there's always one or two that kind of sneak up on you and surprise you a little bit. So that's why when you go at these top 20s, you get these Munozes and uh, all these other cats, Lanto Griffins, uh, guys that are playing well coming in maybe not proven at Augusta, but end up sneaking up there. Well, Munoz and Griffin are a couple guys that I really like their stats. They're just good in everything. Par 5 scoring, strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained approach, scrambling, and bogey avoidance. They're really like top 50 neighborhood uh, all across the PGA Tour in those statistics. We also want to bring in Nick Henyon. Nick Henyon told me uh, before the show tonight he had a few plays. I liked all of them except for one. Our boy put a couple shekels on Mark Leishman at 200 to 1. I don't know if that's going to get there Nick, but uh, you went with Patrick Cantley as well, correct? John Rahman, Patrick Cantley, Mark Leishman, Brady, it's going to be a good play. When he's sitting third on Sunday, I'm going to text you and let you know that your sass was not warranted here. I had him a couple years ago when he was, uh, I believe, uh, the 54-hole leader, and then Patrick Reed ended up winning that Masters, and uh, I've kind of given up on Leishman ever since, but not a bad play at all. He has had good success at uh, the Masters in the past. Uh, Next week, Wes and I are going to begin our podcast series for a handful of off-season marquee events. We'll have those up on vcin.com slash podcast, beginning with the RSM Classic. And then Long Shots will return for season number three in January of 2021 at Torrey Pines. Want to thank everybody in the audience for following the show, Long Shots, here on vcin. We'll be back in January again. Tune into the podcast. Also want to thank our incredible guests that we've had all season long. Hit some Long Shots, cash some Long Shots, and enjoy the Masters, everybody. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. 
I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.